awesome movie Revelation. So we'll go ahead and uh, get started on the show. Uh, like I said, I hope yours has been the same. Just uh, full of lessons and revelations, uh, even through the struggles and the hard times. Alright, so this week, episode number 17, Turning the Other Cheek. Wow, that one is a big one uh, for a lot of us, especially here in the United States, uh, especially for I would say Christians in general who know that and have the confidence in that uh, we have eternal life through our acceptance of Jesus Christ, that uh, our eternity is secure because of our acceptance and love and faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, I know it has been for me. Like I said before, I have come from a military background uh 22 years uh retired so this one uh sunday morning when we were uh in church and our pastor randy wade uh was talking about some of this really i don't know made me think made me uh you know wonder this question so how do we as christians tolerate the evil that is in the world, and the lack of respect for God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, especially, I know, here in America, uh, the rest of the world seems to think that we are flamboyant, arrogant, um, whatever other words you want to call it. Uh, it's just that American spirit, right? Uh, we have, I don't know, I don't know the exact words, it's just we have it. Right, we have been for a long time. Now, in today's world, it seems to be diminishing. Uh, people want to take uh, the accomplishments of our forefathers and the, our predecessors, our ancestors here in this country, and diminish the effect that God allowed America to have on the world, the impact that. America has made on the world and now we're turning it into a joke because uh, as parents we're raising a bunch of pansies that don't know what true history and the sacrifice that was taken so they could have all the luxuries that they have nowadays and it's frustrating uh, but at the same time uh, men we're the ones who can turn that around starting in our homes uh, you know that's been a the theme of this show since the beginning, if we're going to start somewhere, we got to start in our homes, start equipping our children to look at things as right and wrong based off of what uh, the Bible says, not what we think, uh, the morality that God has put inside each one of us. We must bring that to the forefront in our children's life. Um, in the sermon, uh, our pastor was talking about how Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane um, turned the other cheek. He didn't, after Judas came and, and gave him the kiss and betrayed him and 
Peter pulled out the sword and cut off the one of the soldiers' ears. Jesus put it back on. Uh, he went on to say that that was how we should be. Uh, and and I know it says in the Bible and that we should turn the other cheek. We should feed our enemy. We should uh, show them the love that Jesus um, has shown us. And I got to thinking, and it was really perplexing in my in my heart and in my mind. I'm like, you're telling me that if we know that God is who God is, he is never changing, he is always the same, he is the one we can truly put our trust in because he doesn't waver from who he is like we do, um, that a God who was never afraid to send the Israelites into battle and kill and give the command to kill every man, woman, child, and animal um, that in today's society, in today, uh, no matter how we try to fit Jesus into the box that we want him to fit in, that God is still God and that that is not still an option that he uses. Uh, You know, the pondering point in my mind was that yes i understand that jesus changed everything right he didn't but he didn't change who god is he didn't change who he is he changed the relationship between god and his creation which is me and you he changed the relationship of making that ultimate sacrifice so that we could be with the Father in heaven, which we knowing that God hates sin, all sin, that there had to be a pure and perfect sacrifice, and that was Jesus Christ. You know, in my mind it was, okay, so how can that God who change everything and say that love is the way and that we should treat our enemies uh, in a way that is kind, that is uh, honoring to him. Uh, Big question in my mind. You know, I'm like, how's that happen? You know, aren't we supposed to be the defenders of the poor? And even in our CG, we were talking about it, our community group, we were talking about it and, I was like, you know, I understand that if we're talking to somebody trying to share the gospel with them and explain the gospel that, you know, we should watch our tongue and and be nice. And if there's an argument to keep our feelings out of it and just, you know, not lose our witness um, in that aspect so that we don't cause others to stumble and coming to the truth of Jesus Christ and understanding that the only way to heaven is to fully accept Jesus Christ into your heart. Um, And like I was telling, like we were talking in our CG, I said that I understand it on that aspect that we are to turn the other cheek, that we are to be kind we are to if they're hungry feed them right to show them the love that jesus christ showed us 
And then in my mind, I'm like, but on the bigger scale and scope of the world, if we as Christians are supposed to be the protectors and the carers for the poor and the widowed, uh, when something happens on a mass scale, are we not to do something more than to just turn the other cheek? You know, I don't believe that God would um, take it, allow, allow us in our hearts and in our souls to just sit back and watch that happen. And it's been my experience in life that, you know, there are some people you can talk to. There are some people you can um, negotiate with. There are some people that you can make sense of things too. Uh, and then there's some people that just need a good old punch in the mouth at times to get the point across and let them know you mean business. Uh, and right now in this country, uh, we need to stand back up and, and, and sometimes the way I feel is that we need to give some countries a big punch in the mouth right now, uh, just to let them know, Hey, look, I love you, but you're going to continue to jack up and cause problems throughout the world and kill innocent people and do things that are morally wrong, then we're going to come and we're going to punch you in the mouth. Then we're going to help you back up. But that's the military side. I mean, that's the, the human side. I mean, that says, you know, that we got to pay these people back for the evil that they've done. So, you know, as continue on the discussion of CG about the last 24 hours of Jesus life and how everything that he did had to happen the way it happened to fulfill all the pro prophecies that he fulfilled. And this one, especially leading up to, and his death on the cross. And as Easter's coming up to the resurrection, um, you know, I was thinking, I said, man, how can, how can, one God be the same God, right? How can he send the Israelites in the battle and, and, and tell them to kill everything? And then at the same time, expect us through Jesus not to do that, to not to be the defenders or the protectors in that, man, in that aspect of creating war on the people that are doing this horrific and uh unhuman things or immoral things committing genocide in some cases how how are we now just to go and talk to these people um you know god says in deuteronomy 32:35 vengeance is mine and recompense for the time when their foot shall slip for the day of their calamity is at hand, and their doom comes swiftly. You know, so vengeance is God. So I, as I was studying uh, yesterday morning, preparing for what I really wanted to say in this show, <clears throat> you know, I'm going through there, that hit me, and I remembered that we can't, as humans be the judge of other people. Why? 
because we're flawed, we're full of pride, we're full of ego, we're full of greed, we're full of sin. Even though we accepted Jesus and we're working on making that course corrections that our sinful lives look more like Jesus' lives and we're trying to get better, we're still flawed. Um, and my point was, you know, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit only only righteous ones that can judge someone's life and determine the outcome of where they're going. It's not ours to play God. It's not ours to say this person deserves to die. If we look at it from Jesus's standpoint, it is Jesus will say, I died. Every one of y'all are valuable. His death on the cross represented for every Every human being on this planet now and to come, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, death on the cross was for every single human being that is here now and will be born until Jesus comes back. So with that thought process in mind, it's like, oh, okay. So Jesus made the ultimate sacrifice for each one of us to be in heaven with him. Who are we to take away from what Jesus did? Because we think that we have some kind of uh, special authority on the matter when we're flawed. And he died for our flaws and he died for our sins so that we could be with the Father in heaven. We can't. We can't make that judgment as much as I would like to. And the American in me says that, you know, if you're doing something horrible like that, then we need to go over there and kick you in the face. Don't get me misunderstood. I fight that urge all the time. But the reality is that I that the Holy Spirit showed me and then um, I asked for the answer and it was just like, look, we are not perfect. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are the perfect. They're the only perfect things in this world. We are flawed. So we cannot supersede the will of, of what Jesus did on the cross and taking someone's life or ending uh, a conflict in the way that, um, you know, with a war, with tyranny, with whatnot. I mean, God is love, right? I mean, we don't have to like, as I've said here before, we don't have to like the people that we love and are praying for because they're all creations of the Father. And Jesus, the son, died on the cross for those horrible people, too. Who are we to take their opportunity away of knowing Jesus Christ? You know, like we were talking about last week, those who don't know Jesus or haven't heard the gospel are more likely to do these horrible and, and, and crazy things, you know, and who are we to take that? Our job is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, to share the true truth of Jesus Christ, 
to let people know who he is and what he offers and that they have, no matter what they've done, committed genocide on millions and millions of people or or whatever, that Jesus is that opportunity. And as much as we hate to look at it that way, I know especially here in America, everybody has the opportunity to should have the opportunity to know who Jesus Christ is, his power, his love, his grace, because we're all sinners. And in God's eyes, one sin is just as bad as another. We like to put them in little boxes. Of cat- oh, this sin's not as bad as this sin or blah, blah, blah. But in God's eyes, sin is sin, period. Right? I mean, if I cuss you out or look at a woman with lustful thoughts, it's as bad as killing somebody for no reason, just walking up and say, hey, you're ugly, and slice their throat and let them fall on the ground, right? Sin is sin. There is no boxes and categories of this sin's worse than this sin or, you know, whatever. That's not the case. The fact is sin is sin, and that's God's eyes, and that's what Jesus died on the cross for. So, no matter our feelings or our thoughts on what this person should receive in this world, we have to remember we're not living in this world spiritually. Our spirit, our souls are connected to heaven because of our acceptance of Jesus Christ. And that should be more important than what's happening in this world. I mean, that that's the gospel of Jesus Christ, right? You know, even though we live in this world, we're not of this world. And we understand and we know that truth. Therefore, we are not allowed to take the opportunity of whoever to judge whoever to the point that we are taking their lives. I know that's that's what... God was telling me and I'm like, man, that's that's a that's a tough pill to swallow. Because we see horrible things done all the time and and if I'm being honest, if somebody hurt my kids, I'm gonna have to ask for forgiveness because I'm probably gonna take them out, right? But and this can go a whole bunch of different ways. This is just what this is what God was saying to me, and, and, and I feel it's an important message to get out. You know, and then I continued reading in Romans 12, 17 through, through 21, says, Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceable, peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourself, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be, do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. I'm like, huh. So 
our answer to starting a war with another country because we don't like what they do are we not being overcome by evil just like they did that that is our only option and I, I just don't see it as that way. Now, before I did, but through God speaking to me through the Holy Holy Spirit and allowing me to see that if I am going to be a follower of Jesus Christ, that I have to trust 100% and uh, everything that he says, everything he tells me to do, I have to be obedient and subservient to him. Because like I said earlier, he's the only thing we can trust. He's the only thing that without a doubt, undeniably, that is going to do the right thing always. Because God always does. He does what's best for his people. You know, but it comes back to the patience thing. We're not patient. We want to see action now, you know, and God is patient. He doesn't work on our time, you know, and I think that's where we get in trouble because we're not patient. But I think it's where we have to turn deeper into our lives to see that how patient was he with us. You know, in my life, you know, I, I accepted Christ. Oh, I was probably in my late 20s in an apartment sitting in Wiley, Texas. I remember, I don't remember the date or the, I mean, it was in the evening, you know, but when I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit come into my body, did I answer the call at that time? Did my ways change? Did my thought patterns change? Did I get in my Bible every day at that point in time? No. I went on and continued to live in the lifestyle that I was living, which was sinful. You know, but he's patient with me. He's patient and faithful to answer my prayers, even though I I wasn't living the life that he called me to live. But if we trust in Jesus and he is the creator and we believe that when the Bible tells us that every hair on our head is numbered and that all our days have been, he's already seen our whole entire life. The good, the bad choices, you know, the outcomes of each choices. But the one thing that we have to believe is because of his patience, because of his love, because of his, because of his patience with us that He's always guiding and directing our lives back to him, no matter the hard spots, no matter the tough times that we have to face to get us back to him. He is willing to do that in order to save our souls and for us to have a place with him in heaven and for Jesus to truly start work, his sacrifice on the cross to truly start making a difference in our life. You know, it's, man, it's just been a, 
overwhelming change of thought pattern for me. And I hope that it is for you in understanding that we do not have that right to avenge ourselves or avenge others. That's God's job. And God is faithful to protect his people. Even those who may not have had the opportunity as of yet to hear the gospel or know Jesus, but because they don't know and are in a position where evil is taking over, God will protect them as well. Why? For the simple purpose that through that protection and through that perseverance that they will be able to hear the gospel, that somebody will share the gospel with them, and it will change their life. Even the person committing the crime against others still needs the opportunity to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and what he's done for this world. As hard as that is for us, especially men in America who have the fight built into us, who believe that in the Old Testament, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Well, if I'm being real, that's where I have been up until this point. That that was my philosophy. Yeah, you know, I, I tried to change God's perspective or put me acting out as or avenging as it would honor God. That's not what Jesus tells us. That's not how he wants us to do business from this point forward. And as hard as it is for us to, as American men, uh, like I said, older American men that understand the value of having that grit and that determination and that drive and that resiliency to do that, that to in order to honor Jesus Christ, we must submit to him and everything he tells us to do. There are other ways that we can glorify and honor Jesus, not just with violence, you know, and maybe Jesus at some point, maybe God, that is us to use us as that weapon that he needs on this planet to defend the weak and defend the poor. And, but that's, that's on a bigger scale. You know, God puts all our government in place. You know, like I said, I think I've said it here before. Not, I know it said it to my friends. You know, if we trust in God 100% with everything that goes on in our lives and we're praying about it, you know, God has put this leadership of our country right now that we have in front of us to show us just how far off of his mark we've come. It's, to, it's a wake-up call to say men, women, that this country did not get to where it's at by giving somebody something you know everything that i read in the bible even your faith is that we have to take that first step right we have to accept jesus christ first the offer's there he's knocking but are you going to answer the door 
right? And the same way with any problem that uh, comes up that we're going to face is that how are we going to handle this situation? Are we going to handle it like a corrupt human being that we are through sin? Or are we going to let the creator of the universe and everything we see who is the only one righteous enough to make that judgment on that person to whether they spend an eternity in hell or heaven. We don't get to make that decision. And if our trust and our love and our belief and our submission to Jesus Christ is where it's supposed to be, we have to leave that to him. Our fight is the fight that we battle on our knees in prayer to God for the things that we see happening to be attentive to the Holy Spirit in our lives, to be in a relationship and a friendship with Jesus Christ, to understand who he is. Not that we will ever completely know who the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit are until we get to heaven. But on this earth, we do have the Bible and we do have a rule book and a guidebook to lead us to where he wants us to go. And as a soldier, you have to be able to follow orders and you have to stay within the code of uh, the military code of uh, I can't even think of it right now. <laughs> military justice, right? Duh. But you there's there's guidelines, there's rules of combat, there's rules of war. Right. And in God's economy, we're working in God's economy, not man's economy. And that's where we have to put in the forefront is that since we have accepted our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as such, that his rules now super, supersede the rules of this world, period, in the story. So if Jesus says that we must turn the other cheek and we must allow God to be the vengeful and the righteous judge of those who are creating sin or doing things that we as human we need to be on our knees that's our new battleground right now is on our knees praying to god that he will vindicate and seek vengeance on those who are hurting his people who have heard the gospel and accepted jesus christ or those who haven't had the opportunity, we need to pray for those that he saves them in order to give them an opportunity to hear about Jesus Christ. So our new battleground is on our knees. And as I see that, I know that will be a struggle from this point on with me because we are men, right? We're Americans. I'm big, strong. I'm going to, I'm the one who's going to dictate out what happens, you know, when something's going bad. I'm the one that's going to step in. And maybe God is calling you in that moment because he did build us the way he built us. But, and that's the way I used to think until the Holy Spirit put this message on my heart was that, you know, if I'm in a position to stop something, have the ability to stop something, how am I supposed to do that? Is it supposed to be with physically or am i are we supposed to speak the name of jesus christ into that situation 
because Jesus's power hasn't changed just because our opinions and thoughts and the little box that we put him in like to change him. He is still that powerful God that when we call upon his name in that situation, he will show up. The name of Jesus has power in all aspects to be able to change the direction of any situation. But we must be bold and we must be confident in the speaking his name into that situation out loud no matter what happens. But we have to have that faith that when we speak his name, the situation will change, and that's how we're to do it. Now, there may be a physical response at first to immediately stop it, but the end result should be us. I can't believe these words are about to come out of my mouth. But if we have to physically stop something, and we physically stop it because he has empowered us to do so, our next reaction shouldn't be to finish the person off, but to share Jesus with them. As crazy as that sounds to me as I'm speaking it right now and being honest, and I trust what the Holy Spirit put on my my heart to say to y'all today, that is one of the hardest things for me to say that if I truly trust and believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior and he died on the cross and was resurrected, that I have to trust that his ways are better than my ways. And that's one of the ways. I'm not a perfect judge because in that moment where we physically stop whatever, what sin is in place, anger, usually pride, right? So all these sin factors accumulate in one episode that is not glorifying to God. And our whole lives is to bring glory to the kingdom of heaven. And we can't do that if we're acting contradictory to what the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are leading us to do. Now, like I said, I don't believe we have to be passive. I believe we have to be active in this. And I have and I believe that our battle is to bring the name of Jesus Christ to the lost souls of this country and the world. And it's not done by taking life, but by giving life through the true gospel of Jesus Christ and who he is. Man, I know that is uh very contradictory to the American way, uh, very contradictory to how we as Americans, um, see things, but at the same time, it is the truth. And as it says on the Mandalorian, this is the way. And Jesus' way is the only way. If we're going to be honoring and bring glory to the kingdom of heaven and be able to spread his gospel to every single soul on this planet now and to come before he returns to take them himself, our mission and our goal 
is to spread his gospel and to show the love that he has shown every soul by dying on the cross, being buried, and resurrected on that third day. There's a lot of detail that could be discussed and talked about more uh, with this broad subject, but that's what the Holy Spirit put on my heart and made me realize was that if I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, I cannot believe part of it. I can only believe all of it, and I have to trust all of it in my heart. And if I'm going to glorify the kingdom of heaven and spread his truth and his gospel to the world and to those around me, then my life has to be filled with 100% truth in him alone. And I have to show that and I have to have the self-control that he has given me through the Holy Spirit and his knowledge and his wisdom to do so, the discipline, to be able to do so. Um, You know, as men, I think, as leaders, uh, I see it a lot now. We all want to point the finger. Uh, Well, this person didn't do this, this person didn't do that, or it's this person's fault. You know, uh, we talked about on the show before that, oh, it's the government's fault. Well, no, it's not. It's our fault. Individually and collectively, as men in this great country, this blessed country that we have the privilege of living in, that we have allowed things to be where they're at today. And you can argue whatever, but it's it's each individual man's fault, each individual Christian's fault for not for being quiet for so long and not speaking up. This is a this is a you and God thing, a me and God thing. But we have to be collectively on the same page of the direction that we're going to take to correct it. Right now, we need godly men who have submitted their lives to Jesus Christ and his truth to step up, speak out and lead the rest of this nation back to the true gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not pretty. It's not going to be easy. But we start by learning to submit 100% ourselves to Jesus Christ, follow his way, pray, and let him do the work that we are unable to do. Let him do the work that we want to see the change in this country. Men on our knees, praying, asking for the wisdom, for the direction, and for him to step in and make the change to keep us where we want to be and to have the persuasion and the influence on the rest of the world that he has called us to as followers of Christ, as priests of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we can't do that unless we are 100% committed to following what Jesus Christ tells us to follow and how he tells us to do things. As hard as it is for you, it's as hard for me as well. 
but I'm committed to stepping back and using what he gave me, my brain, more than my brawn. Because when we use our brain over brawn, we're not lazy. And I think that's what this country's become. Men have become lazy. Ah, somebody else will handle it. Somebody else will take care of it. So if God's put it on your heart to have that gifting and that talent to handle it, handle it. Don't wait on somebody else. Step up, right? The men's group that that I'll be going to tomorrow night, that's what, you know, what it's about, stepping up. It's time to quit waiting on other people to make the decisions for our lives when they don't even know who Jesus is or don't fully accept the true gospel of Jesus Christ and we're letting them lead our lives? No. Just like David and Solomon and Moses, right? We have to lead with God as our, he's the head. We're We're just the tip of the spear. He's the driving force behind anything. We cannot change anything. If anything changes, it's because we're doing his will and we're accomplishing his will because of the blessings he has placed in our lives. You know, so as we wrap up, man, I mean, it's, it's, we must truly follow Jesus' lead in all aspects. If Jesus tells us to turn the other cheek, then we turn the other cheek. If he tells us to feed our enemy or give him water, then that's what we must do. We must be the change that Jesus calls us to be. It's not about what we want or what we think when we truly 100% submit our lives to who and what Jesus Christ has called us to be. Then we will start making the change that we've been praying for. Because when we do that, we allow him to work in us. And if he's working in us, the gifts and talents that he has given us will be start to be used at full potential. And when the gifts and talents of what God has given us are used for God's glory, they're unstoppable. We are unstoppable because we have the same power that Jesus Christ had on this earth. And he told us we would do even more. Not with our corrupt, sinful nature, but with a true heart of submission to Jesus Christ and his truths and his way. So, men, that's it. I mean, that's the point. That's what God, the Holy Spirit, was talking to me, and that's, 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 the, that's the truth. That's where the change comes from. And, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to be an easy one for me. But on this walk that we're in to learn and to grow in Jesus and to glorify the kingdom of heaven, we all have to take that step back. Uh, Be on your knees in prayer, asking for clarification and direction of what he's saying to you or what situations have we fallen out of that we should have stepped up and took control of that the opportunity is still there to make the change that we want to see for the glory of heaven, not earth. Um, like I said, that's a tough pill for me to swallow and has been. Uh, whew. But when the Holy Spirit speaks, it is not for me to do but to listen. And all scripture says, especially in the New Testament, 
This is the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. So our love for people should be on a scale of I should not be ending this person's opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, but sharing Jesus Christ with this person that we think we should end. The true saving comes in not taking the person's life or a country's will or whatever, but it is changing their mindset into a love for Jesus. That is our goal, man. That's what we're put out to do. So we have to change, turn that dial from battle mode and physical action. That's not what I want to say. Not physical action, but we have to change. We have to use different tactics now. We have to implore our hearts and our minds working in unison because we're in God's word and we understand what he wants, what Jesus wants. And how he wants us to do it and use our minds and our feet to start putting those into action and keep ourselves out of it and act as Jesus would want us to act in that situation. I don't think I closed that out as good as I wanted to, but I hope you get the point and I hope you understand uh, what I'm trying to say is that Jesus's way is the only way and we have to. Uh, start implementing that into our lives on a daily basis. We're not going to swing for the fences and hit a home run the first time. There will be growing, but we're just thankful that uh, our God is a loving and patient God who, when we ask for wisdom, will grant it to us through the Holy Spirit, just as he did on this topic, where I understand now what he was saying, and I understand the big picture as much as I don't like it in my flesh i mean it's the truth and that's the way it's got to be so i have to instill the discipline in myself to ensure that i am following his will because when we do that and we are in his will and we ask for the wisdom and the strength and the knowledge to be able to handle a situation he will answer us just like he answered me on this one so man don't forget to drop by uh and like us and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, the Call of Men. Uh, like I said before, I haven't got any. Uh, if uh, you want to reach out to me directly, uh, you can send me an email. If you need something to be prayed for, we'd love to do that. Uh, the Call of Men Show at gmail.com. Uh, also, on any of your preferred podcast platforms, I believe this show is... Uh, on the big one, the big ones anyway. Uh, just go and uh, just give me a, give us a, a like or subscribe, whatever your platform calls for. Uh, and remember the most important thing: man, as you go out and do what you do today, answer the call of me.